Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais in Ontario, Canada, with episode number 24 of the Yacking Podcast. This is where we talk to you about life, business, and more to bring you tips and ideas for a changing world. As usual, we have another very interesting guest for you today. But before we start, I would like to welcome my co-host Kathleen down in Kitchener. Hello, Kathleen. How are you doing today? Hello, Peter. I'm doing very well, thank you. And thank you to everybody for tuning in again. Uh, we so much appreciate uh, you tuning into our podcast as well as our videos. And we do, in fact, have a, another special guest with us today. And I think you're going to find this person very, very interesting and their product absolutely brilliant. Wait till you hear about it. Please welcome uh, Galliano Tiramani. He is with a company called Boxable. And uh, I'm going to hand it over straight to Galliano to tell us more about himself, a little bit about your background and what you're currently doing. Welcome, Galliano. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, yeah, my name is Galliano. Uh, my company is Boxable, and we're based in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we, are, uh, we are a building construction technology startup trying to change how the world uh, builds houses. So uh, uh, personally, I've just kind of had uh, various entrepreneurial uh, projects throughout my history, uh, none actually related to uh, building construction uh, until Boxable. So um, we started this about uh, uh, two and a half, three years ago. So just being doing engineering and a lot of research on uh, building construction and alternative technologies since then. Um, and yeah, we've been working on this, uh, project and now we kind of have a, a product that's ready to go and it is considered a tiny house. Oh, and where did the idea come from? What, tell us how, how did this come about? Yeah. Um, so one of our, uh, co-founders, uh, Paolo actually built a modular house, uh, many, many years ago, uh, back in Connecticut. And uh, he just noticed so many problems uh, related to modular construction and construction in general, and just thought there had to be a better way. So back then, he actually came up with the folding house design and uh, patented that idea, and then didn't really do much work on it again until kind of end of 2017 when we picked the project up and started developing it and it just got uh, better and better. And we started devoting more and more of our time and resources to it. Um, so I'll just give you guys a, a explanation of uh, Boxable. Um, what we're trying to do is create a new building system where we build houses uh, more the way cars are built. So if you look at a uh, modern car factory, for example, Ford's F-150 factory, they are building one truck every 53 seconds with wow. the most advanced uh, automation, robotics, assembly line principles. And uh, if you look at a modern modular house factory, uh, they're in there with, with hand tools and it looks like it's out of a totally different century. Yeah. So our goal is to really bridge that gap and bring building construction more in line with uh, modern manufacturing practices. So um, we uh, hope to end up uh, building one house every 53 seconds, uh, but uh, it's going to be a long road to get there. Uh, hopefully, eventually we will. 
Um, so one of the first problems we wanted to solve was the oversized shipping of uh, room modules. So right now, if you do look at modular construction, they ship big wide loads from the factory. Uh, it's very expensive. They have extra permits, uh, uh, restrictions, follow cars, police escorts, uh, restricted uh, routes and travel times. And they kind, of, uh, they kind of lose all the efficiencies they gained. And that's why often uh, modular construction is more expensive than site building. Mm -hmm. So uh, our first innovation was that our room modules actually uh, fold up, they pack up to a shippable dimension so that we can ship them highway legal and not incur oversized shipping fees. Because we thought that if you can't uh, ship it properly, then it doesn't make sense to build it in a factory. So our room module, the, uh, it, it starts out, the footprint is 20 feet, and then that folds up to eight and a half feet. Eight and a half feet is the magic number to not incur those oversized shipping fees. Correct. So, um, and then within that eight and a half feet folded up room module dimension, we still have six feet of empty space where we can fi finish uh, kitchens, bathrooms, staircase, other things in the factory. So that when these room modules arrive on site, they just kind of unfold into that 20 feet and everything's done inside of them because we want to get as much work done in the factory as possible. So um, we, we figured that out and then uh, we plan to create kind of a, a building system where we mass produce uh, room modules in different sizes and interior configurations. And then a builder uh, buys them from us, uh, stacks and connects them on site uh, and finishes them um, just to make any, any custom building. So by doing it that way, we think we can kind of have the best of both worlds. We can have standardized factory mass production and crank out the same room modules over and over again in the factory, and then also have custom buildings out in the field. Wow, that sounds, sounds good. Isn't it? So, so tell us, what's included in this box? Yeah, um, so as we were developing, um, we thought like, all right, where do we start? Uh, saying, oh, we can build anything is, is too broad and it's too, too big of a lift for us to start with. So we came up with the plan to finish our smallest room module in our system, which is 20 feet by 20 feet as an accessory dwelling unit or a, a mm -hmm. backyard house. So um, backyard houses are becoming very popular in California and other places uh, as a way to address housing affordability and, and reduce housing costs for everyone. So in California specifically, they passed a bunch of laws that make it easier and, and faster and lower cost to uh, build these backyard houses. Um, so we thought, all right, well, that's a great place to start. And we fitted out our 20 by 20 room module as a kind of as a studio apartment and are planning to you know, sell it uh, as a, as we're, we're calling it the Casita. Mm -hmm. So uh, this model will come complete with uh, kind of everything except the, the bed and the couch. So that means that uh, electrical is done, plumbing is done. It has a bathroom, a kitchen, even a fridge in there, a washer, dryer, dishwasher, um, uh, HVAC, heating, cooling, uh, basically everything you need 
Um, what our, the customer needs to do is have a general contractor set up a foundation and set up uh, utilities. And then we will deliver the room module. They will drop it down, uh, kind of unbox it. Takes about an hour, uh, connected to utilities and the foundation. And then it should be good to go. Wow. Sounds good. And from what you were saying earlier, um, Galeano, on the casita, all the appliances and extra bits are in that empty space in the middle of the box when it's transported. Is that right? Exactly. So um, the way the floor plan works, all, all of our room modules are going to be 20 feet. And then the smallest one is 20 by 20. So that's the casita. Mm -hmm. And then later on, we can just make it longer, almost as long as we want. So we can end up, for example, with a 20 by 60 box. And then the casita, uh, basically they all have a, a fixed portion of the room that, that doesn't fold and doesn't compress. And in the casita, that's where we keep the kitchen and bathroom. And it's all in there, ready to go, because the, the, the goal here is really to take advantage of the efficiency that you get in, in a factory. And when you look at you know, all the other products in our modern world, you know the headphones, you're wearing right now yep. a TV, your smartphone, all of that is affordable because it's built in a factory assembly line style uh, automation, all of that. Um, so that's the goal. And whenever you end up doing things one at a time on site in a kind of custom manner, then the costs start to explode. Absolutely. Yep. A <clears throat> good point. Kathleen, do you had you had another question? I know that you wanted I to ask. Just, I was just curious about something. Um, we've been to your website, and uh, as in terms of what's included in the box, one of the things that we we looked at in terms of the bathroom, the toilet wasn't mentioned, but is the toilet also included in the, in the bathroom? Yes, uh, yes, the toilet is included. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's funny, actually. You're not the only person who's. You're not the only person who's asked that. Uh, maybe I should update the website too. <laughs> <laughs> but leading on, to I'm going to I'm going to ask you a, a quick one that's just reminded me of something with Kathleen asking about the toilet. For people who who want to have the casita somewhere more remote that might be off grid, uh, and are considering a composting toilet, for instance, or an outside toilet, then um, pieces can be left out, can they? If if for special orders. Yeah, I think our uh, plan initially is not really to do any customization, but we will take things out. Okay. Um, so that means we'll have maybe an empty room module with no kitchen, no bathroom, if someone wants to do a total customization, or if they want to just connect that to uh, Casita to make a bigger house. Sure. So the room modules can plug into any kind of utilities, uh, whether that's a water tank and solar panels, or it's on the grid. So all of that stuff just comes out like the exterior wall on the corner and it's just ready to connect on site. So, you know, if you wanted to plug in uh, your waste to some type of uh, composting setup or, or plug in mm -hmm. your power to uh, solar panels and mount them on the roof, uh, totally, totally compatible with, with all that type of thing. So that's really good. That's really versatile. Then. So we yep. live in Canada. So you know, we are exposed to sometimes some, some pretty harsh weather, especially in winter up here. Um, can, can your home withstand harsh temperatures? Yeah, um, one of the things that we tried to 
focus on after we figured out the shipping solution was how are we actually going to build it? What materials are we going to use? And the most common building method in North America is like stick frame lumber construction. Mm -hmm. And that's not what we've chosen. We've picked all different building materials that we think are more compatible with automation and factory production. So basically our raw materials we're using, we have less of them. They're bigger pieces. They're things that can be processed by computer cutting equipment and it allows us to more rapidly uh, manufacture. Um, and additionally, we've also ended up with a much stronger, higher quality, more energy efficient uh, product that uh, stands up better to wind and water and all sorts of things like that. And really as we go through and, and develop the product and tweak it, uh, we have to make it so that it works everywhere because we want to have a scalable solution that can work everywhere around the world. So mm -hmm. for example, you know, maybe in California, you don't have really high uh, wind conditions, but in Florida, you do have hurricane wind conditions. So we wanted to create one product that we could sell to everyone. Uh, so to do that, we had to make it strong and, you know, strong on, on every front. So all of our room modules will be hurricane wind rated and all of our room modules will be energy efficient enough to handle uh, very cold weather and very hot weather. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's kind of good because um, some of it was by design and some of it we just kind of lucked out as we engineered the product and changed it and, and tweaked things. Uh, and, and what we've ended up with is just kind of uh, testing off the charts um, on, on various fronts. So uh, part of our approval process will be getting a third party testing done. And we're going through that right now. Um, so we kind of do two things. First, we, we do a test in-house uh, and, we, and we see how it performs. We also look at existing data for that building method or a version of that building method and get it to where we think is good. And then we eventually send it out to the third party testing company and they do the official, uh, official test. And then that's what we need to get these uh, buildings approved. So I think by the time we have all those tests done and all that data published, it's really gonna be amazing when people look at it and say, wow, no, no other building has this good ratings on this many different uh, uh, variables, you know. Very good. That sounds good. Um, does anyone, I know you have mentioned a price on your website, but uh, tell our listeners for the Casita what, what the pricing structure is. So uh, we're planning to sell this initial product for $50,000, and that includes the room module delivered to the surrounding states here in Nevada. So uh, delivered to uh, California, Nevada, Arizona, uh, Utah. And, uh, you know, that includes basically everything in the room module ready to go. And then the additional cost is uh, local permitting, site setup, foundation, uh, getting the utilities ready to connect to the boxable, all that kind of thing. And uh, we're, we're kind of keeping hands off on that. Like some companies who build factory built housing would be the installer. Uh, we're not going to be the installer. We're going to partner our uh, end user customers with local contractors okay. who will just buy our product and they'll prepare the site. They'll do the permitting and, and use all that local knowledge. Um, 
So based on your site conditions and all those variables, the remaining cost can range dramatically, like maybe from 5,000 up to 50,000, in addition to the room module cost to, to get it installed. Sure. Um, and that, that depends on a lot of things. Like for example, if you were to bring uh, one of these Casita room modules and put it on a new, a new empty lot, uh, you're going to have to bring in utilities, everything, uh, driveway, you know, it's going to be very, very expensive. But if you put it in a backyard of an existing house, you kind of just connect it to the existing house and take advantage of all that infrastructure that's already built there. Um, so that would be a much lower cost to install it. Sure. And it, it makes sense to use local contractors who know the local conditions. Uh, another big advantage I see with your system, um, when I watch your videos and see the box being delivered by a big pickup, so that makes it easy for delivery. People don't have to have room for a huge crane or something to lift this into their backyard, correct? As long as you can get that trailer in, it's there. Yeah, yeah. So um, one other, we've been trying to focus on all the different problems that exist all the way through the process. And uh, one of those is reducing the weight of our room module so that it can ship at a lower cost and so, so that the equipment required on site uh, is can be smaller and a, and a lower cost. So we hope that these can, uh, you know, be lifted by a oversized forklift versus a crane because mm -hmm. there's a big uh, co cost difference there. And uh, a few other things too, for example, uh, right now a traditional modular building, when it gets delivered, the truck has to meet the crane and meet the contractor and they all have to be there at once and lift it off onto the foundation. So that's kind of uh, a little bit, uh, a lot of things can go wrong and it can and delay that if someone doesn't show up or whatever. So um, the way our system set up, our driver can show up at the job site. Uh, he kind of just jacks up the, the box and just drives away. Mm -hmm. um, so it helps with the overall cost and logistics. Sure. We want to get our driver back as soon as possible so he can go and deliver another uh, boxable. So, you know, they can just show up in 20 minutes, drop the box off, and, and then they're out of there. Um, and uh, and and the uh, another part of it is the un unfolding, unpacking process. So that can be done with a crane or a forklift, or it can be done with just a simple uh, bracket system that we'll provide using kind of hand tools. Right. So in a really basic scenario, let's say let's say you just have like an existing slab or some bricks and you want to throw one of these box pulls down, you can probably do it with no heavy equipment. You just, you know, kind of dump it off the truck, uh, unfold it with our, our bracket system and, you know, maybe a winch on a truck and, and you're good to go. Wow. Um, so lots of different solutions to try to reduce costs along the way. Yeah, that sounds really good. Hmm. So I know that you mentioned that uh, your, the materials that you use are really of high quality and high standard and various regions have different building codes and, and what have you. So it's really on the individual homeowner to kind of source out what those codes are. But chances are your, your homes really would meet pretty much any of those standards, right? Because you're Yeah, there's a few different things. First one is like zoning, like what type of building can you build in what area? Like, so obviously if I live in a rural farm, they're not going to let me build a skyscraper. Um, right. And then other places might not like a backyard 
house mm -hmm. or a tiny house. They might have a size restriction. So that, that's the question you have to ask. Um, and different um, areas are getting uh, more welcoming to the, to the tiny backyard, tiny houses, uh, especially California. California has passed a whole bunch of laws making it super easy to build these. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that one of the laws they passed, basically the state is requiring all the local cities and towns to allow the backyard houses, whereas uh, before most of them just outright didn't, didn't allow it. Um, so, so zoning is one part of it. And then the other is just the general building code. Um, so in the United States, uh, we will go state by state and get the modular code approval. And what that means is that a third party inspector has uh, approved our plans. They've approved our factory, our quality control, and they've inspected every unit in our factory. Um, so once, once we get that modular certification, that kind of answers most of the, the building code questions and, and it proves that it's just a strong, safe uh, building. And that all ties back into the, the testing that we have to do to prove that this is equal to or, or better than traditional building methods. Sure. You, you're probably aware, but uh, we, we are seeing the same changes in legislation up here, in, certainly in our province, in Ontario, and on the West Coast. BC, are quite, British Columbia, quite far ahead. And we've recently, the city that Kathleen lives in, bylaws have been changed to allow second and third accessory units on the same property, providing it's big enough. So it's a, it's a wave that's sweeping over us as well. So the timing is good yeah. for, your, for your product. And like many of your states, we have huge pressure on housing here. Um, it's pricing a lot of young people out of the market. So this is really welcome news. Um, Ganiana, how, how much has the shutdown from the coronavirus held you back? Because I know you were planning to be in, in pretty high levels of production by the end of the year when we last spoke. Uh, has, has it held you back much or not too bad? Um, so our immediate goal right now is to kind of uh, raise money from investors so that we can move into a bigger uh, factory than just the small shop that we have now. And I think the shutdown might have actually helped us because um, the web traffic we've been getting has been like off the charts. So, you know, every day we're getting over a hundred emails. Um, the social media is exploding. Uh, Instagram is like over a hundred thousand followers. And um, I'm, my guess is that people are at home surfing the web more and more people have come across us. Uh, so there's really been uh, dramatic interest coming in from online. And then uh, we're just still here working. Uh, our business being construction in Nevada, we're, we're not required to stay at home or anything. So we didn't, and we just kept going and uh, uh, have been continuing to make progress. Um, and then uh, what we want to do is uh, like, so to date we've, we've spent, you know, a couple, several million dollars developing this to where we're at now. We, we own 100% of the company and we're at the stage now where it's time for us to bring on uh, other partners so that we can grow this. So we're planning to announce a capital raise uh, in the next few weeks where we'll uh, be offering people to purchase shares in the company. And we have a lot of interest in that. So I think it's going to go really well and really quickly. And then we'll just keep uh, rocking and rolling after that. Uh, basically move from the building we're in now to a 
bigger building down the street. There's lots of warehouse space available here in Vegas. And then we'll start purchasing the more advanced equipment we need and scaling this up. Uh, we, we've seen such a, a crazy demand for the product since we announced it that our whole focus now is on growing to a bigger manufacturing setup. Um, we've actually so far had over, uh, I think 8,000 people request to purchase a casita. And um, wow. I think 14, 1,400 of those have given us a small deposit ranging from $100 to $1,000. So uh, it's been really exciting for us. Our, our, uh, all of our, our effort is kind of being validated now by people out there saying, yes, we like this. You're, you're going in the right direction. So, yeah, it's been really exciting. Are, are you seeing most of the interest uh, of those 8,000? Are they primarily in the United States or are they international clients well, as well? Um, well, so we, we have a, a lot of the depo- people putting deposits are in the United States. Mm-hmm. Uh, big, two big areas are Florida and California, mm-hmm. and then the rest of the, the U.S. as well, all, just all over the U.S. Uh, and then the international interest has been massive as well. And that was really interesting to us too, um, because, you know, we thought, oh, maybe this product is too high priced for, you know, Africa or something, but uh, it doesn't seem to be the case, or at least it has not seemed to reduce people's interest because we're getting emails and inquiries from all over the world. Uh, the Middle East is a huge one. Africa is a huge one. Um, and, and I hadn't even realized this before, but um, this could be a great product for kind of developing uh, countries as well that have like really bad housing situations where there's like a shanty town or or something like that. Um, So if we were able to later on, you know, mass produce these, these types of low cost units, you know, in Africa or something, I think it could really help a lot of people. Um, So yeah, yeah. International interest has been uh, pouring in and part of the plan as well, is that after we um, get to this next level of factory, which is going to be like an assembly line style factory with light off the shelf automation, that we will then have blueprints for uh, future factories. Sure. Uh, right now, we think that we kind of have two products, one being the room module that is engineered now, and the other being the factory, which we have a plan for, but not a, a final, uh, not a final version and then uh and then we basically we want to take on once we know exactly what goes into the factory exactly what equipment is needed exactly what the cost is and the throughput is and all that stuff that we can only find out by going and doing it um then we hope to bring on partners or franchisees to create uh new factories around the world yeah wonderful we as you know from our discussions um what we wrote about you and your system a few months back And since the shutdown, we've had record numbers of people visiting that post on our website because of the interest in your product. One big advantage I see when you're talking about third world and Africa in particular, the alternative at the moment for prefabricated modular housing is converted shipping containers. But those have got to be about five times heavier than your your units, I guess. So that's a, a huge advantage for your unit compared to the shipping container. Yeah, um, you know, shipping containers are cool. They're a nice solution for certain like niche use cases, but sure. I don't think they can ever have a really broad appeal because they have uh, kind of restricted 
dimensions, certainly the ceiling height is low. Uh, we, we put a lot of effort into making sure our ceiling height was high, uh, nine and a half feet, because it makes the, the space feel much more pleasant. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the other thing about the shipping container, at least in, in this country, by the time you, you add in the sheetrock and the insulation and the exterior finish, it's kind of like, well, why did I even start with the, the shipping container at sure. all? Sure. And that might be different in a country where there's there's no requirements and they can just live in the, the steel shell. Um, but, you know, I think um, hopefully in the future we can get our, our costs down to be super competitive with that kind of alternative. Sure, sure. We are running out of time. We have uh, just a few minutes left. So, Gadeano, people who want to put a deposit down, they can do that through your website. And we have all those links, which we'll be putting on here for our viewers and listeners. Um, what else do they need to know if they want to find out more? Come to your website. Um, yeah, you know, please uh, take a look on the, the website. Uh, take a look on YouTube. Lots of information there. We're still, you know, actively developing this product. We don't really have a, a concrete time frame for when we'll have enough production to supply everyone but we'll keep working on it and, and keep people updated through uh social media and um and yeah yeah feel free to email us uh, hello at boxable as well and we'll reply right away okay and then just quick one i know that you had a prototype unit on a housing show in uh, i think it was in nevada a couple of months back is that still there for anyone who lives close to you to go and see yep um we have a unit uh sitting right behind me that um, anyone can come take a look at if they if they're in Vegas and want to stop by our warehouse and, and, and meet. Okay, that's good. <clears throat> Kathleen, you got any more? Thank you so much, uh, Galliano. We really appreciated you joining us, and and I'm sure that this video and podcast will generate a lot of interest. So, uh, good luck to you. Thank you so much, guys. Appreciate good to it. see you. Thank you, Galliano, yeah, and that's all for us you. from today. Goodbye, Alrighty. everybody. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.